Hello, welcome once again to Boa Hancock and the One Piece Podcast, a weekly podcast that discusses the Netflix television series One Piece, the 2023 live action uh, show. Uh, it was all released August 31st on Netflix. Uh, so everybody could binge it the day of, but we decided to do a podcast on it, and we're going week by week. So uh, we're only doing one episode per week. Uh, this is episode seven of the podcast, meaning we will be talking about the girl with a starfish tattoo, episode seven. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. And in the Canadian province of Alberta, Canada? Hey, buddy. It's Sean. Hope you're all doing well. Indeed. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm here. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, because the, the end of the world is here. Is upon us. Anyway, we'll uh, talk about fun stuff instead of the real life stuff. And uh, who are we? Uh, once again, we are Boa Hancock and the One Piece Podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Darkdiscussions.com is the place where you can hear all your co-hosts that you hear on this podcast, on this podcast, but also the other podcasts that we all participate in. Uh, so it's a group of podcasts. Uh, that do all sorts of things. Uh, this podcast here is weekly, and uh, we do have an email, which is darkdiscussions at AOL.com. But put in the subject, one piece, or possibly Boa Hancock, either or, and then we will know the email is for this podcast here, and we will read your park. We will read your email on the podcast. If you don't put that in the subject, we'll never find your email because we get hundreds of emails daily, a lot of them from screener companies and movie production companies and, and uh, things like that, uh, and your email will just get missed uh, in there. But if you put in One Piece or Boa Hancock, you can do a search, and it will pop up in our email box, and we'll see your email. Um, also, uh, we have a a Facebook group called Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group where you can join in any discussion, including uh, the One Piece television series. Uh, also, uh, Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? So you can also click on the Patreon button, which is a place where people can support different creators. Uh, the Dark Discussions podcasts are all released for free all across all the different podcast providers. But there's a ton of expenses behind the scenes, which you end up getting to deal with, Phil. So uh, if you were able to financially donate anything, even a dollar a month, that helps to keep the podcast going and paying expenses and such. Uh, for every $5 that you're able to donate each month, you actually get to pick a movie that you would like to have a review done. And every quarter, there'll be a draw where your movie could actually be picked if it is then it will actually be done as a review either on the Dark Discussions main feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it falls genre-wise. Uh, again, we understand that the financial situation is not great, so if you're not able to uh, donate any funds, you can still help us out by sharing stuff on social media and just downloading the episodes because that helps. And just anything in regards to supporting us is appreciated. Thank you for giving us a chance to be able to do this, and just thank you for listening. 
Indeed, indeed. So uh, uh, donations uh, through uh, Patreon, uh, reviews on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, sharing the podcast wherever you do social media, or word of mouth, or whatnot. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and that includes the whole network. Uh, now, where we can find this podcast, you can find the podcast, obviously, on darkdiscussions.com. You can also find it wherever podcasts are found under Boa Hancock and the One Piece Podcast feed. Uh, but you also can find it under the Dark Dark Discussions podcast feed as well, uh, which includes this podcast as well as all the other podcasts that your co-hosts participate in, which uh, we'll uh, mention some of those uh, near the end of this podcast as we do some house cleaning and wrapping up. Um, All right, so that's pretty much our our house cleaning at the beginning of the episode, except for one thing, which is today is October 17th, 2023, that we're recording this. Uh, This episode... uh, is something that some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious when we record them because sometimes they're not released immediately. However, Bo Hancock and the One Piece podcast is released almost immediately because of uh, the nature of it being a, a season of a television series. Uh, this episode will most likely be released, uh, actually will 100% be released on Friday, October 19th, 2023. Um, so by the time you hear this, it's probably... October. Uh, isn't the 19th Thursday? Bloody hell, you're right! Because it's Guns N' Roses for you, baby! Guns N' Roses what? Guns N' Roses concert on Let's go the to the 19th. concert! Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so we'll have it on the 13th, thir- Thursday then, yes, Thursday 19th. So that's cool. It's not as good as uh, Taylor Swift, which I saw earlier this year, at uh, Gillette Stadium in uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I did see Errors the movie this weekend on IMAX, which was I don't think you can say it's not as good as as her. You may think that, but not everybody thinks that. The cool thing is that their set is three hours. (laughs) And and Taylor Swift was three and a half hours. Well, there you go. It's two, so it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yes, it should be good. Uh, I don't know how good it will be because it doesn't have any of the original members except maybe one person. Um, The original lineup. Oh, hold it. Is he? Izzy's going to be there? Slash? Slash is there. They're all there. Adler's there. Adler is there? Duff's there. Oh, that's going to be an awesome show. You're right. It's going to be awesome. Like, Slash looks awesome. It's going to be good. kills it. Yeah, I didn't know. Rose looks funny because he looks like Chris Jericho. So so this is like a reunion reunion from Appetite from Destruction. Basically, yeah. That's cool. Still not as good as Taylor Swift, but that's cool. Boy, if I had tickets, I'd have flown up to Canada for that. It's sweet. So (laughs) the fact is I didn't – like I figured they'd do a two-hour set or whatever, So, but they're doing three-hour sets. And and there's no issues like the 90s when they would cancel shows and get into all kinds of terrible trouble. Like, right, none right. of that's happening. They're just having good shows, and everyone seems to enjoy them. So I'm really so. So Izzy Stradlin is there. Pretty sure, like everyone's back. I haven't that's, heard anything otherwise. So that, that's pretty cool. If Izzy's there, Izzy was was the best. His his solo album was friggin' amazing. Izzy the Juju Hounds. That was a great album. I don't know if anyone. I guess I'm more of a. Uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, I've, I've heard that album's pretty good. I haven't really listened to it. Oh, it's awesome, dude, dude. So, so I'm a true Guns N' Roses fan. I'm the biggest. Oh, okay, what but, does this have to do with One Piece? I don't know. We, we're just mumbling. Because it was the, the they had uh, been uh, mistakenly said. That's why. 
Yeah, it's it's Sean's fault on that one. It's Sean. He he brought up Guns N' Roses. But it's okay. I always bring up Taylor Swift at least once. Um, all right, so uh, here we go. So uh, we are uh, going to talk about the new episode. Uh, we're annoying uh, Kevin, so uh, let's not annoy him anymore. So episode seven, The Girl with the Sawfish Tattoo, directed by Joseph Vadika. Vavlika, I don't know who he is, but he sounds uh, Polish. Uh, written by uh, Tiffany Grechier, Ian Stokes, Allison Weintraub, and Lindsay Gelfand. Uh, all right, so I guess we can go around and discuss our opinion on this episode. For folks who are new to the podcast, uh, we spoil everything because, again, we're assuming you're a fan of the show, and that's why you're here to hear various opinions on the show. Um, all right, so uh, we we'll start with. If you're not a fan, you can just stop listening now. Indeed. 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 Or we'll start talking about Guns N' Roses again. All right. So let's go with you, Bert. Uh, This episode was just as awesome as all the rest. Uh, It was another tearjerker, and I loved the end. It just pumped me up for everything that's come in the next episode. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, this is an uh, absolutely great episode as well. Um, yeah, as I've said offline, I may have said it actually even on the podcast, but I definitely said it offline to a few folks on this podcast that each episode gets better and better with the series, uh, and this is uh, one that does not disappoint. Uh, let's go with you, Let's. Grumpy old man, Let's. Thanks. Just, well, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just getting sick and tired of hearing about Taylor Swift all the time. Um, you're talking about Guns N' Roses. Uh, he was talking about Taylor Swift, too. <laughs> and I'm a little tired. So, anyway, um, no, it was a very good, uh, yeah, like like it has been said, it, just like any other show at any other uh, episode in the series, it's really good. Uh, this one had a little bit more of a serious aspect to it. Um, you know, we get a little bit more of, uh, Nami's back, we get Nami's background, massively Nami's background, and, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun one. All right, sounds good. Um, on a side note, I was a big fan of Taylor Swift years ago, so all the people that are following her now, it's not my fault, I have no, no responsibility for that. I don't care. Um, anyway, uh, let's go with you, uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, just like Barrett was saying, every episode is so good. There's not been one single drop in quality, cast, story, anything. It's just better, better, better. And it's hard to think or remember a series that has actually been able to not only just have such a high bar to start, but then actually surpass it with each episode that comes. So, just another fantastic episode, and looking forward to discussing it. All right, sounds good. So, uh, that's our feelings on the episode. It appears that uh, we're a big fan of the show. Um, and that's a good thing, because uh, as Kevin Letts knows, and Barrett knows, and Sean knows, we've uh, done episodes for other television series that have absolutely been horrible. And uh, that was me being polite. I was going to say suck. But there, I just said it. Uh, this one does not. So, uh, yes, it's good stuff. All right, so um, since we gave our review, we can just pretty much talk about everything and anything. Um, so, obviously, uh, we get some 
information about uh, NAMI and stuff. Uh, but uh, where do we want to begin? Who wants to begin? I just want to th- overall just say that their ability to tell backstory and show the backstory for the characters has been one of the best in any series I've watched. Agreed. Yeah, yes. I, I actually I, I would concur. I, I was thinking about it. Um, they have uh, they, they, that, that guy that stars in Dune. Uh, what the heck is Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have him be in Willy Wonka in the new Willy yes. Wonka that's coming yeah. out. And when I was watching that trailer before Taylor Swift this weekend, uh, because I saw you know I saw Taylor Swift movie, the, the trailers I, I stayed in because I was with my kids and my friend and his son. I, I wasn't going to disappear and not pay attention to trailers like I usually do. Um, and all I could think of was the kid that plays Luffy should have been Willy Wonka. He would have been awesome as Willy Wonka. This guy is such a great actor. He's a no one from nowhere. I never even heard of him. I don't even know what he's done before. But he's so well cast, and he's such a great actor. And I bet you if he was already famous prior to this television series, he could have been Willy Wonka, and he would have all these great roles. So I think this guy's going to be a huge actor going forward. Um, sometimes that can be hyperbole, or sometimes that can be betting against the house. But I, I think I think this guy this guy has a lot of talent. This Anaki Godoy from uh, Mexico, uh, he's just a great actor. He's just phenomenal, the best. My thoughts, anyway. Um, I totally agree. I mean, he could. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you mentioned that about, uh, Willy, I mean, I saw the Willy Wonka trailer, and yeah, I can see uh, the guy playing Luffy. Um, yeah, he could do it. I mean, the thing is, is that the guy that that they have playing him now is 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 also. Uh, I I mean, they're 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 the same. I mean, not the same, but I mean, just the the one. Um, see how I can think it. How can I say this? They they both can probably do the job as well together. I mean, both of them can. Yeah, I think Timothy um, Chalamet is going to do a good job. I agree with you, but um, yeah, I and agree the thing with is, Bill too. Yeah. yeah, no, it's like I said, I, I agree with him too. It's like I, I mean, the the guy that plays Monkey can definitely do the do the job too. And the thing is, is that if anybody who's if like any producers or whoever are watching this, they should mark this guy and realize that. He probably can do a lot of other really good roles, and they just have to give him a chance. And they have to put him in the right role. I mean, they have to. They don't want to put him in. A, you don't want to put him in a flop. You know, if you put him in a flop, that could ruin his career. But uh, so I mean, right now he's safe doing this role just because it's a good role. And as far as I know, people like it. They're doing season two, so it, there's enough people watching it. Um, so. Yeah, I'm just hoping that people will discover this guy and give him a give him a chance at a good role. Maybe not like a starring role, but definitely a good support role, just to get his feet wet. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I, I yeah, I mean he's he's got some talent. Uh, I I don't know how they found him. I know he's done a couple of things in uh, Mexico. Uh, nothing huge necessarily. Um, 
but but uh, somehow they they saw this guy. He, he his casting the casting director just got in somehow in contact with him or his agent or, or whatever. And yeah, it's a it's a great casting. Um, all right, so um, that's some some back back opinion on. Uh, the acting. Um, where else do we want to go? What else do we want to talk about in this uh, podcast? Anybody? Anyone? I guess it's just, again, like we talked about uh, where we weren't sure how the situation with NAMI was going to fall out. But the, whatever choice they made, you would be able to understand it. Yes. And they did exactly that. Yeah, it really worked. They did a really good job of making it work. And like you said, all the backstories are so well done and so interwoven that it's just, it's amazing. You can't really, I can't find any fault in it, <laughs> the way they did everything. Right, right. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's just, I mean, um, Nami's character, um, what happened to her as a youngster um, is pretty horrible. Um we don't even know how she even became an orphan in the first place, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she gets uh, adopted by a Marine who retires along with another little girl. And so they have a family of uh, a single mother with two ch- children that live in this village. And um, the village is kind of almost like a kibbutz or a commune in the sense where everybody helps everybody else out um, in a sense. And, and uh, it's small enough that that they, uh, no one is left behind in a sense. And, um, yeah, and then, of course, like what happens a lot in, in the world, uh, invaders come, uh, which is, we, we discover, is Arlong. Um, and they come and they rape, pillage, murder, and kill, um, including uh, Nami's adoptive mom. And when this happens, um, she, as a little girl, makes a decision to make a deal with the pirates. Um, and, yeah, who knows what they did to her in the teenage years and all the years that we don't see what happens, thank God. But it's enough that they at least seem to want to spare the rest of her village um, by allowing her to be, I guess, the the, um, diplomat from the pirates because now she's part of that pirate crew and she collects the money that they demand. So it's basically a shakedown or... or, um, uh, racketeering type of deal. Um, so, you know, we'll protect you if you give us money, but if you don't give us the money, we just kill and rape you. So, it's not... Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's not exactly... Protect- yeah, I mean, that's what they call protection money. It's more <laughs> prevention money. You, you know, you, you pay us this much and, and we won't do all this stuff to you. I mean, and I think what happened with Nami and uh, her, her stepsister was is that their family got killed by pirates because that's when the marine woman found them that's when the marine woman found them was uh you know the aftermath of an attack 
Right. Okay. There you go. There you go. So that that even makes her her situation even more horrendous. Um, having to see her her biological family get wiped out, and then, and then her adopted family. Yeah. Yeah. And then but, making it becoming a slave to these pirates, and then becoming an outcast uh, from her all the people that loved her, meaning her village, because she's pretending that she's. Uh, part, of hates, part of the group to, to yeah, yeah. So go on. Sure. No, I was gonna say the cool thing too is like, you know, at the start of the episode, at the start of the series, you know, all of these characters have a specific skill set that they bring, and then you actually get with the backstory the explanation of how they got to their skill set. So for Nami, she's a cartographer, right? Yeah, yeah. she's a Kevin Lex. She's a Kevin Lex. Yeah, yep. And the reason why Arlong wants her is because she gives him a map of the world. And he has a step over everyone else because of her skill. And so yeah, she can it, she is a better cartographer than I am. I mean I I mean if you see the, the posters I am sorry, not the posters, but the like when I'm looking at the map she's drawn, I'm thinking to myself, dang, wow, that that's that's pretty good. It puts me to shame, I'll tell you that much. But uh yeah, it's but uh you know, all my all I'm done is my mine are done by computer. All pretty much maps are done all by computer. None of them are hand drawn anymore. And there is I mean, I have a couple maps. I ha I have a couple maps. Some are, are prints, some are uh somewhat antique and um and prints of antiques, and these were all, you know, drawn by hand, and they are, in many ways, works of art. And it's, I, I have a few of them up on my wall in my house, and they look, they're, they're just a nice addition. And actually, ironically, a couple of my maps were done by a company by the name of Let's. Ah, oh, nice. That's awesome. Out, out of, out of uh, London. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Nice. Well, yeah, let's let's. That's that's some. What is that? Uh, English name or something? Welsh. Yeah, it Welsh. Yeah, same thing. It's no, Welsh. I'm I'm kidding. Uh, uh, yeah. Welsh. Well, no, after Welsh. so many years. No, I think you're right. After so many years. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't ever call a Welshman an Englishman. Yeah, yeah I know, but you know, there's definitely British. blood all over in there. Yeah, British. Yeah. That works. That works. It's British. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's why I like my tea. I don't know. <laughs> First time I ever saw Kevin Letts in person, he was wearing a kilt, and that's that's a Welshman or Scotsman. That, that's right, that's right. I was. Yeah. Uh, even though you're a mutt like the rest of us. Oh, definitely a mutt, mostly German. Yeah. There you go. I figured that for some reason. I just guessed that. Well, that's because you're from upstate New York, or mostly crouch up there. Anyway, um, back to uh, the show. Um, yes, please. She's she's uh, a really good. Uh, map person, so he has other reasons to keep her alive and, and let her be part of his pirates as a as a secondary member um, because she's like the only human uh, person because everybody else is humanoids um, or quote unquote fishmen. Um, so it is a uh, um, a. Uh, skill that gives her value to the pirates besides various other things uh, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so she's 
made a deal where he would let her go free after 20 or 30 years or something like that. And, or once they collect so much dollars. 100, 100 million, isn't 100 million, Barry? Yeah, once you get 100 million, Barry, you can go free, and that, that would make her, that and would be like a... The, the village, right? That yeah. Would yeah, it right. would make the village free. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, he's talking about how he's a, he will honor his word, because that's what he does, and then we all know that's exactly what he doesn't do. There's no honor among exactly. Yes. No well, I think there's face. there's honor in uh, what's his name, Mihawk. He was kind of a bad guy. He's a warlord, but he seemed to honor his word, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So I mean, yeah, there yeah. there is it's not prevalent, but there are there are ones who people who have their it's like code, their own code of honor or whatever, right? So yeah, well, yeah. yeah, and I think that he would be in a different class, um of bad guy, if he is even a bad guy. I mean, yeah, he's very we'll powerful, but he right, might not be, right. I might not consider him a bad guy if he goes along his path. He right, has right. honor. Right. And, and to be honest, there, there, there's a weird thing, like like the, one of my favorite movies of all time, as an analogy, is No Country for Old Men, and the, and the book is really good too. And Anton Chigurh has a set a code, even though he's a sociopath, a sociopath, a murderer. And Woody Harrelson's character in the movie, who is also a bounty hunter or, or, or you know, fixer, says Anton Chigurh is a guy that has a set of morals, even if they may not make any sense to us. So... Understand that. Damn you! There's sir. our there's yeah. our theory for the evening. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for uh, what, what's the guy's name again? Max Hawk or what, whatever his name again? Meehawk. Meehawk. He is like that. He's he's not a, a sociopath murderer, but he, but he is definitely crook and some other stuff. But he has a set of rules that he follows, and he has honor, even if he's not a good, necessarily a good guy. And the pro the question is is Arlong like that? Or is he truly just a, no. a bad guy? He's a bad yeah, guy. Well, bad guy. <laughs> from his, from the perspective of his his race, he's not a bad guy. He's he sees themselves sees them as having been enslaved, and now they're free, and now they're going to be on top. So he right. could be considered a victim of history, but an aspect in, of it, yeah, yeah. In general, he is a bad guy because he's willing to hurt innocents. For his cause, right? So right, because he's willing to do exactly what he didn't want to happen again to his people. He's willing to do the exact same stuff. Exactly. So you just become you just become your own villain. So it's again, it's like the stuff with the uh, the quote from Dark Knight, right? Yep. You either live long enough to become the the villain, right? Well, and, and but the thing is, is he probably is a true villain, and no oh, matter what, yeah, what his motivation, so. yeah, yeah, no, no matter what his right. motivation he's just, is. That's just his excuse, right? Right. He's right. just a yeah. bad guy. Because because you, you can have anger and vengeance and all this other stuff in your blood, but when you're, not, when you're doing the anger and vengeance against the wrong people, then you're just evil. Now, I'm not saying it's right to get use your anger and vengeance even against the bad people that did bad things to you because you know technically you, if in the real world if there was true justice they would be arrested and, and tried by the uh, a group of their peers but in a war situation sometimes yeah, yeah things happen 
but he's not attacking the people that did him wrong or his people wrong. He's just attacking any human being just exactly. because of because of who they are, right? And as a result, willing to work with people. Yeah, go on. You know, he's getting, the thing is, he's wor- willing to work with anyone as long as he can use them to his own ends and means, right? That's a cost to be. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I, and I'll tell you why. Because he's using people for his own ends, and when they become useless to them or he has no need for them anymore. Right, he's done with them. Yeah, he'll backstab them and, and, and do terrible things to them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's, he's – I think I – think, he, like you said, Barry, he's using an excuse to do bad things. And he uses it to control all the people around him. That's how he's yep. getting loyalty. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, everybody around him technically has free will, and, and they don't have to be there. Right. You know, like, we, like we see in dictatorships and stuff. But they stay for some reason, because maybe they are suspect as well, right? Or they're you getting know? something out of it that, you know, I yeah. don't know what that is, but they're getting something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so this turns out to be Arlong. Even he's, I guess he's the villain of the season, because there's been a lot of villains in this season, uh, from the head of the Marines, uh, that, you know, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Arp. Her, her, yeah, yeah, uh, Hel, Hel, yeah, Hel Nepo's father to the the woman Buggy pirate. Buggy and Alvita and... Yeah, Alvita and... And, and then uh, Kuro and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, exactly. So, but Arlong was introduced early and he appears here and there and then finally at the end he's, he's the... He's the like yeah, you find out the bigger guy for the, what they're dealing with. So yeah, yeah. yeah so Arlong like, is more of like the big boss. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You're just exactly. like the different levels of the mafia, right? He's like more. He's way up the chain. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's not necessarily more powerful than some of these others, but he's the one that has the, the that's involved in the backstory of Nami. Which and he's got an army that could cause a lot of issues. Yes. That is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. And they're willing to do anything as as we saw. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, yeah. So so uh let's see, where do we wanna talk next? Uh where, where do we want to go now? Um I did like the story of Nami and her sister. Yeah, having okay. the you know when it's revealed that Nami was actually was trying to help the village and just what she sacrificed with the hope that she would save the village and just how her sister talked about how she legitimately hated her no, and how oh, no please continue and no but and just the fact of like realizing that for all that what she would have given up and then to have it just burned down to the ground literally. And just the fact of like again, and just showing this the 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 humanity and the empathy you can have for her character and and what she did, and then just to see her sister come to that understanding and have a legitimate um regret because once she gets to see the the whole story or whatever, you know she sees what Nami had actually done and given up right and in, and so her sister feels guilty. Yep. 
of of feeling spending years literally hating her. Basically, she was an undercover agent trying to save the village. Yeah, double agent, right? Yeah. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, How much did you believe it was that easy for her sister to believe that Nami was a double agent? Um, I think she wanted to believe her, and she, you know, she cares about her. So I don't think it took her that long. I mean, I think she she was there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works. Um, let's see. Um, so yeah, I, I was um kind of surprised about um, um, Arlong betrayed. Because I, I, for some reason I thought he was going to be legit, but he wasn't. Yeah, when he betrays Nami, that just, it totally makes his character completely evil. Um, I mean, right. he's not only is he betraying her, he's giving the money to the Marines. Yeah, the corrupt Marines. The corrupt Marines. So he's like, I don't know. And I'm sure he plans on betraying them at some oh, point. Oh, he totally and will. That, <laughs> and getting that money. So, you know, he just cannot be trusted. He's just not a good person. Right. Yeah. He's the proof that there is no honor among thieves. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, because what he does is Nami is able to finish the deal, but what he does is he betrays her, allows the Marines to steal her money, leaving her back at square one, meaning she's now a slave again, and she still has to make another million dollars, or a million berries. And, and it burns the village. And, and Right, and the, and the village is, is burned destroyed. down. And it's still owned and tortured by, by yeah, Arlong. So, yeah. Well, there might be no village when he's done. Yeah. It sounds like that's the first point of attack. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, is that go, uh, Gar, Garf, Guard, whatever the guy's name Garf? is, the Luffy's cramp, Garp. Yeah. He, I mean, if he saw or if he realizes what was going on, he would have that bunny. Is he a mouse? Um, I don't know. Mouse something. Yeah, mouse, I think. He would have that mouse guy, like, completely keel haul. I mean, he, he'd make the I think uh, that's the coming, treatment. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, he'd probably make the metal jaw guy look, you know, lenient in, uh, comparis- by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, different degrees of, of evilness, in a sense, because obviously the. The metal jaw guy was uh, terrorizing an entire city, in a sense. Even though he um, let people feel live, even, you know, without burning down villages. Um, while, <laughs> while the, the, yeah, so yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, all right. So where else do we want to go uh, in the discussion of this episode? Um, what about Luffy and 
Well, I was so going to say the thing that I enjoyed was uh, Zeph and Garps back and forth. Yeah. That they have where, you know, basically Garp that was, was cool. Garp is doing his, you know, is trying to, you know, track down Luffy and then have the situation where Zeph basically is saying, like, our time has passed. And Garp was like, nope. Refu- like the refusing to accept that like things are changing and that the the old guard is being replaced, whether you like it or not. But and we I also just, see that he has a genuine interest in in helping Luffy from what he considers a really bad. What, yeah, from his perspective, right? Yeah. And the thing is, true. like again, it gives you another episode of showing just how yes, Zeph was a pirate, yep. but he has turned into someone who is both wise, but again, so much empathy, right? Because he wouldn't have yeah. have uh, saved Sanji like he did in the previous episode and done all he did for him right. and then, you know, literally trying to convince Garp to just, like, don't follow this quest that you have. Well, and you can see the the respect that Luffy earns every place he goes. Because yeah. he gets it from everybody, even Zeph. Um, I find that really cool too. That's true. That's true. Now, I, I think Seth is wrong about the um the generation thing, and I never I never agreed with that because I, I never agree with generalities, anyways. You know, like like all men and all women are this or that, or all this or you know, I and and a whole generation. You know, you know, because we still vote for people in real life if you do vote. And, and you know, you always look at the individual, or at least you would hope people would look at the individual, um, no matter their age. So, I, no, I, I, no, I think there is a point where you should not be running for office. Sorry, <laughs> no, and no, there no, are I, certain things you shouldn't be doing at a no, 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 that's, that's what I, no, I'm talking about. I'm saying, you know, someone's run, that's 25 versus someone that's 65 or 55 or 45. Um, that, that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, you say, oh, the new generation, so that, you know, that would be the 20s, the people in the 20s, but they aren't necessarily. Uh, it depends on how old the people are that are holding on. <laughs> well, obviously, some people are incapable, you're right, you know, but, but some are gr- like. Uh, Conrad Adenauer, who was one of the oldest leaders of, of the 20th century, is probably the the greatest leader of the 20th century, or arguably one of the greatest. So, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about generational, where it's time for us to move on. And Garp is most certainly not someone that needs to move on because he's he's spry and, and able to con- do what he's doing. So I don't I don't agree with with that. No, at I all. agree with you. I agree with you there. But I do think there is a point where. He- he needs to start realizing things are changing, and he needs to start making room for those up-and-comers. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. But I think he's doing that in training Kobe. Absolutely. I think that's and, 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 and that other guy, too, Helm Nepo. Helm Nepo. Helm Nepo. Yeah. Assuming Helm Nepo turns out to be a good guy or not by the end of the season. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I would concur, and, and yeah, there, there's certain things in everybody's life that they have to do based off of where they are at life, you know. You know? So, um, and I think Garp knows that, and I think Zeph uh, was just making too much of a generalization, even if his heart was in the right spot. Um, but you're right, Luffy. Back to Luffy. Luffy is definitely um, well liked wherever he goes. Um, 
and he's a natural born leader. And I'm beginning to think he actually – earlier in the season, you know, I, I mean, I'm familiar with an anime and manga anyway. But early in the season, it looks as if Zuffy – I mean, Luffy, I mean, Luffy doesn't know that he's a leader. He just is. But I really now believe, based off of how his character has grown or we've been following him, he knows he's a leader. I think he actually knows it. Am I? He just has his own way of doing it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because because he makes decisions. He's confident, and he, ex- he, under- he expects people to follow him, not because I'm Luffy and you have to follow me, but because he he's believes, and he's absolutely correct, making well, the right decisions, and therefore people would follow him just because they're the right decisions, not necessarily because he's he's telling them about him. But you see the difference in his leadership style with all of the different bad guys we see who rule with fear and intimidation and violence, whereas Luffy well, or Luffy, he leads by uplifting the people around him and get, making them see their gifts and do the best with what they're providing, you know, with their well, you could say, say that Garp leads by uplifting people too, but Luffy just does it different, right? It's like yeah, well, I mean, but the thing is, is it's, it's like when you esoteric. look at the type of leader. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, but the type of leadership is so different to what we're seeing from all the bad guys, right? And that's where you see the people at first are reluctant with him, but then as you see, the more time they spend with him and just see he's a genuine person. Well, well, I, I think you, I, you misunderstood me, Sean, because I, I, we, I think everybody knows what you're talking about and you and agrees with you because, yeah. versus the villains. But I asked you about Gop and how his leadership is. Oh, he has his own style. But, yes, he sees with Kobe, for instance, right, that he's willing to – to train him, and I'm softening on my my perspective on Garp, so I will openly state that Yay. I was wrong in my perspective. <laughs> I still still stuff I, I I understand where my brain was going or whatever, but I totally I do see I do see that there's more to him that he does have, um, you know, his own code, just like we talked about but, for other people. But, right? but what I mean is 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 how, in your opinion, Sean. So I'll just ask you the question. Sure. Does Luffy's leadership and the way people follow him differ from another good type of leadership in Garp? I think it does, but it's not it's not it's not even about well this way is better. It's just they have unique ways that they approach leadership and for the groups that they're with, it works. I don't think Garp could switch spots with Luffy and be Luffy, right? Just like Luffy couldn't be Garp. But their way works for the situations and the circumstances that they are specifically in. If that yeah. makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. So, and as I say, I, I redact <laughs> my anti-Garp stance. And I will say again, like I've said about the cast, everyone who was playing their character is so good, and that includes Garp. So, again, like, super kudos to the casting director and for everyone involved doing this story and just everyone playing their roles because it is, they're just so good. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm watching. I mean, I'm watching the episode now again, and I'm wondering if Garp was once himself a pirate and turned marine for some reason. I've wondered that myself. That's a really good question too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously he has an ability to uh, link up with. Um, pirates, you know, make deals with, 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 uh, what's the guy's name again? Hawk, something Hawk. Mihawk, yeah. Mihawk. Um, but also, maybe some of it is not just because he's a powerful politician, quote unquote politician, that makes a deal with, um, a renegade army and, and Mihawk. But maybe, you're right, maybe, maybe he has a background that we will see in another season. Uh, because we ha- we haven't really seen his backstory. We maybe we'll have Not a really, yeah. flashback of him too, right? I mean, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, see see how he was created. You know, uh, was he like Kobe, or or was he a pirate, or was he just a, a regular boy from uh, a bourgeois family that wanted to be a pirate? I mean, a a, a marine or, or whatnot. So it'll be curious because obviously, um, uh, Luffy is. What I, the last one I said, which is a, a bourgeois boy that wanted to become a pirate. So we'll be curious to see uh, where Gop's backstory is and what makes him and what made him and stuff. So yeah, that, that's well, the thing question. that I liked with I mean, did with Garp in the previous episode was the one he was talking with Kobe and talking about how you know he came in with the same idea that Kobe has, which is you have this idealistic way of approaching being a Marine and what you're going to do. And like we talked about before and saying that, no, you can't be that way. The world doesn't work that way. And you have to, again, make decisions and choices that are going to go against the, the values and, or, you know, code that you've set up. Right. And sometimes you have to do shitty things to, to get a better result. But what's interesting about that is Kobe is the one that, accepts is seeming to starting to accept Luffy as a pirate. Yeah. Being a good person. Yep. And seeing being able to see that there's value in both sides and right and again, not just generalizing that everyone's bad or everyone's this or whatever, right? So Yep. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Kevin. I mean, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um I mean, there, there's one of the things that, that I got a kick out of in, in this episode was Garp was eating. I mean, he was eating full slabs of meat. And he's like, hang on a second. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'm almost done. And he like pulls out another slab of meat that, I mean, that's like a, a full meal for a normal person. And for him, that is just, oh, yeah, I'm almost done. So then that's it makes just, you wonder if he's had devil fruit. Well, that's just it. I mean, when he picked in that one episode, when he picked up that, um, when he picked up that cannonball and threw it like a baseball and, um, you know, uh, what was it? You know, he, he threw the, what you call it when he threw the, uh, the cannonball, like almost as much like if it was a baseball, and it did damage to Luffy's uh, Luffy's ship, like a cannonball would. I mean, he had he had a better aim than a cannonball uh, than the someone who actually shot it from a cannon. So it makes you wonder 
you know, did he – I was wondering if he ate a devil's fruit. And then when he destroyed his office. Well, that's just a temperament. No, but I mean, just like it wasn't – that's not like normal damage, right? Because he like destroyed his desk. And, right, in so seconds. In seconds. So, I mean, it makes you think that – or at least that was the thing that I thought is that like he obviously has had a devil fruit, which is interesting. Right? Because then you're just like, well, there's another person who has power. So, anyways, I just thought that was cool. So, well, and and also, when one of the things that we have here was the bar scene with uh, Cody and uh, Kobe, uh, Kobe and the haircut uh, guy, Um, you know, they kind of had like a, a slight bonding moment. Yeah, and I like that Bogard is, like, so on task, and he's, like, kind of pissy, and then then that's when Zeph offers the stakes to Garp, and Garp's like, yeah, no, we're taking the stakes. And you could, like, Bogard kind of, like, was put in his place, I thought, which was funny. Yeah, it it was. Or at least it was for me, so. Right, right. Um... So, um, what else do I want to bring up? Um, oh, right, right, right. So, what about the clown? Anybody want to talk about him? Buggy's annoying. <laughs> well, the, job, the funny though. part is that every every time I see him and I think of Buggy, I think of when you were talking in uh, Lord of the Ring, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, Game of Thrones of buggery. I keep on thinking okay. buggery, buggery the clown is like no 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 it's buggy, <laughs> and the thing is is that every time Luffy every time Luffy sees him he keeps on messing up his name. <laughs> right, right, yeah, buggery. Yeah, you don't you don't want to know what that means in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing it's, I enjoy similar to Skinnerink, but a little yeah, but that's bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I enjoy the the little fun rivalry that Sanji and Zoro have. Yeah, they're kind of... kind of budding, right? So I think yeah. that's kind of fun. <laughs> so, oh, so repeat that part, Sean? That's the... Just a little bit of the stuff where you're starting to see, like, there's a little bit of a rivalry that Zoro and Sanji are building towards. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's... It's um, now Zoro uh, annoyance is is now shifted from Luffy to 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 uh, Sanji, right? Yeah, so that's kind of fun. And, and, I, I, and again, I still don't know why. I, I don't know why Sanji and Zoro don't like each other or, or pretend they don't like each other. It doesn't make any sense, to be honest. I think it's just like a sibling thing. It's what it feels like. Right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I think of. Which I mean, but, it shows again that they're like the crew is family. Whether they want to be or not, right? Right. Right. Well, yeah, all right. They're trying to be the, the alpha. Uh, you give each other crap. Luffy. Yeah. Yeah. Often, yeah. But when it comes down to it, they will always have each other's backs, which is what you want, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even if they may not like each other, or maybe they do and they just, like you said, you know, just uh, doing roasting each other, um, when it comes down to the the worst stuff, 
um, you know, like pirates and stuff. They, they, they back each other for sure. I just didn't feel it was as well deserved or made as um, any of the others. But I, again, it could be just simply Zoro immediately saw this guy as a, a threat to Alphaness. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just, yeah, partly that, but I think it's just two guys ragging on each other, you know. Yeah. They're both powerful fighters. We've seen both of them fight. Um, we have actually haven't seen Sanji lose, though, so <laughs> it gives him an advantage in some ways. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I mean, Sanji just kind of, I, I think it's just Sanji has a personality that Zoro just doesn't like. You know, that Zoro, that... You know, he's maybe just the the flirtation, the there's a I don't know if I would say cockiness, but a little bit of that. Well, maybe. let me ask you this, Sean. Uh, I mean, Sean. I, I want to. Uh, you're talking. I'm sorry. I meant to say Kevin. Kevin, let me ask you this: um, Is which personality do you like more, Zoro's or Sanji? For me, I think I can relate to Sanji more because he's not as. Uh, um, grumpy, I guess. And San Sanji seems like he's just a, a fun, jolly soul. Well, and Zoro's a little more narcissistic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, what about you, Kevin? What, what do you think? Well, like? I mean, Sanji is Sanji is a guy you can I can I don't know which one I would identify with, but Sanji seems to be the guy that you want to hang out with. I, I would get along with better. He's you know yeah. he's more he's he's more social. I don't know I don't know if. Zoro is narcissistic. I don't know if I would call him that. I mean, I well, would... he's 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 focused on him being the best in the world. I don't see how you can say that's not narcissistic. Well, I wouldn't. Co- well, no. I, <laughs> well, I, no, I, 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 I think, I think if, Kevin example, means. What, for I, I example, when I hear narcissistic, narcissistic, right? Because I mean, there's also narcissistic. Like everything is somebody else's fault. It's not his. You know, and the thing is, that's is a that different he, type of narcissism. Yeah, yeah that's not what to be. That's yeah, that's not movie. what I'm talking about. <laughs> see, the thing is, is that when I, see Zoro, when yeah. I see Zoro wanting to be the best swordsman, I see that as a man with with massive focus. Right. It's know, a little I, I, of both. It's a little of both. Yeah, I mean, it's a little ego. I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, it's like remember. Um, <clears throat> What's his um Anigo Montoya from Princess Bride? You know, he wanted to be one of the best swordsmen, you know. No, in, he in the wanted world. to beat that one guy that killed his dad. Well, I know, and in order he to became do that, the he had... best fighter because of that. And yeah. to defeat that guy. I, right. I, I don't the, I don't know if I see that is, as the same thing. Well, I mean it's it's a man with commitment. It's a man with deep commitment. It's a purpose. Yeah, what I was going to say is, like, when you look at us, it's like a superstars in any sports on any team, right? When you think of a Michael Jordan, you have to have a level of confidence to be able to reach the the right. higher levels, right? And that's yes. basically what it feels like with Soro, is he is a superstar on his team who has a commitment to excellence that other people may not understand. Or be or be able to match. Yeah, and right? that, that's all I mean by narcissism. I mean exactly, everybody yeah. that's at that level has to have that level. Because if you has don't to have, have a little it, narcissism, you're getting there. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. Especially if it's not a team sport. And his turned out to not yeah. be a team sport because his partner yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> it's less of a team sport than maybe others. <laughs> well, anyway, it's the thing is, is that, I mean, the <clears throat> when Zorro... I mean, Zorro is committed now. I mean, Zorro pretty much vowed to pretty much, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I would go as far as say serve Luffy, but act as his right-hand man, you know, his first mate. And for someone like Zorro to say that, for someone like Zorro to commit that, that's that's massive honor right there. So, oh, yeah. I mean, there, there is honor in him. And the thing is, that's why... I part. I mean, I like Zoro because he has that honor. I I appreciate honor, and I respect honor a lot. You know. Um, well, and let's be honest. Even if I say that he has a little bit of a narcissist in him, he's subsuming that to be subordinate to Luffy, which yeah, takes a yeah. lot. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, he he also recognizes who what Luffy is. You know, he recognizes that Luffy is a worthy leader, a, a, a worthy leader, an honorable leader, you know, a leader that does really give a crap about his people. Um, but I mean, going back to uh, Sanji, I like Sanji, like I said, Sanji's more social, but um, yeah. Sanji is more sociable, and let, let's let's admit he can he can cook. Um, <laughs> they did, made good use of that in this episode. That's the best hobby. That's my favorite hobby is cooking. So, uh, so Sanji is all right in my book. But the thing with Sanji is is that he is a massive flirt, and that can now granted that can be very distracting. And a little frustrating, like when you're trying to talk to him, we're trying to do something, and he ends up, you know, flirting with, you know, other, you know, other women and all that. And you're kind of like, hey, come on, but can we just focus on the on the thing at hand? Opinions? Anyone? Anyone? Thoughts? Opinions? I guess not. Um, let's see. Uh, where else do we want to go from here now? Um, the, well, let's talk about the ending. I mean, we've talked about everything else. Yeah. How, really. how, how awesome was that ending when she's at her worst? She is down. Oh, she doesn't great. want to. She doesn't want to admit that she needs Luffy, and then eventually she says. Will you help me? And he's like, of course I will. <laughs> and then he yells it to the universe. I mean, that scene was just so awesome. It was it was incredible. Absolutely. Be like Luffy. Yeah. <laughs> he waited yeah. for her to ask him for help. Right. right. And, and even though there had been betrayal and question of loyalty and stuff, he still sees the good and isn't bound by some kind of, you know, anger or retribution or anything. He's just, I will help you. Or an inflexible code. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's the reason he went after her in the first place was because yep. let's go get Nami, not because I, 
for vengeance, but because she's one of us. Yep. She's part of the family. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, Again, so that was, be, that was a great like Luffy if you're going to be anything. Yeah. So. Be like Luffy. Luffy is the best. The best. Yeah, that was, it was a very moving scene. Um, yep. I mean, we already had her making amends with her sister, which was a hard scene to watch. And then you get to see this, and it's like, oh, my God, this is just awesome leading into the final episode. Yeah, where, just where, the delivery of it is so yeah. good. Yeah, well, well, where she where she's at her lowest, and, and she's been at her lowest a lot in her life. Yeah. And, and then Luffy is like, no, like, of course. I mean, what, what are you talking about? But but more than just saying, of course, you know, like you said, he's, he's yelling it to the world because, you know, it's – it's uh, what well, well, let's see. When I was at church a couple of weeks ago, the priest during his uh, well, uh, when it was not the priest, but at the sorry, at, at, basically, basically, the kids go to CCD, which is Catholic, like learning about the Bible and stuff. And this church that I go to, this Catholic church, they have a the adult program, which the adults do it while the kids are doing it. So the kids go off into their room and are being taught, and you wait. To, rather than driving home, you wait for the kids' class to be over, and they they do one for you. And and the woman that was running it, uh, she said she had a, a, one of the screens up, and it said, "Don't uh, live in despair for your family. Instead, live for hope." And and that's that's what what Luffy is. is you have someone that's in despair, and Luffy is the hope. Yep. And so you know, and and that's that's what he is. That's that's why you'd be like Luffy. You you never let the despair take over. You you always have hope. Which is again why he's a good leader. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yep, absolutely. Yeah, and, and he doesn't need lie. To pick you up, right? When you're at your lowest moment, you need someone who's will, who's going to have the faith in you, and going and not you know who's not in it for themselves. Because it's, right. I mean, he's talking about he's going to be the king of the pirates, but it's he understands that you can only do that by having your family, and his right. crew is his family. That's right. That's right. And yeah. you do whatever it takes, right, to support your family, which is that's right. You know, even in the lowest time or whatever, you're there for them, no question. You just that's the way it is. Exactly. Exactly. And it's giving yep. characters who have not had that environment you know you're not they're, they're not used to how to or you know they don't understand or know how to respond because you haven't had someone like that in their life before right 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 and and not not to poo-poo her mother who's dead oh, or, yeah, no, no. Or, or her sister or her village but even when she was the double agent and was, was mean, quote unquote, mean to her village. And in this case, mean to Luffy, where Luffy, you know, lost the, that, that battle in the prior episode. Um, Luffy was, was never lost hope in her while, yeah. while her village did. Yeah. And so did his crew. I mean, they weren't sure yeah. about her either, He but he never lost faith in her. Right. Right. Even, even uh, Zoro, who, had to have some pretty awesome conversations with Nami where it made it look like they understood each other, still was, was say, it was basically F Luffy. I mean, F, F Nami. But Luffy was, nope, 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 nope. We're not giving up hope on her. 
We're not giving out Pope on her. So, yeah, you're right. The crew was like, yeah, what, what's the point? She betrayed us. She's whatever. And But Luffy knew in his heart that Nami was not the quote-unquote villain that uh, everyone saw at that moment. So it really comes down simply to be like Luffy. Yep. Nope. Um, let's see. What? Oh, and that's where, yeah, let's go back, Kevin, because I asked you this like in episode one of the podcast, I think. Is Luffy a Jesus figure? No. But no. Uh, no, that is true. No. I don't I don't think he is either. But but what does he represent if if we looked at this with a religious tone? Because you can you can see a little bit of some sort of religious tone in this show, like you can in pretty much a lot of shows or even movies. I mean, some people even said Star Wars has this or that. Um, I've seen I just recently read an article about the Big Lebowski and and the biblical and religious things and that. Oh God, doesn't <laughs> not everything has to have religious? In, no, no. Well, the article is pretty, pretty. Everything can be. You can fit everything into. Right, right, like right. That. So, so that's of course anybody can do anything. It drives so me insane. So, so well, it's similar to what that our last episode of the Dark Discussion podcast where we said once the the thing is released to the the world, people will see what they want, and it doesn't even matter what the artist intended. But when um, somebody writes an article, they're intending to shape your view of what that artistry means. Oh, right, right. Like, I don't like that. Oh, right, right, right. I, I'm not saying, but, well, I'm not looking at it that way, even though you have a point, uh, but I do like reading that article and just seeing what the person says and his points and why and where. And it's like, yeah, all right, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. But, you know, it's not necessarily going to change my opinion on anything, but but it's it's interesting. So, what about yeah. here, uh, Kevin? Is, is there anything uh, I mean. I mean, if you if you really wanted to, I mean, if you really really wanted I'm to, I'm twisting your arm, Kevin. You're twisting my arm. You, I, I mean, I can make an argument for a comparison of Moses. Okay, okay. because okay, because I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of different leaders from, okay. um, you know, from, from the from the Bible. I mean, you have people like. Elijah, you have Elisha, but they they weren't leaders like like Luffy. Um, you know, you have Moses. I mean, now granted, Moses went to a, you know the most powerful king in the world and said, you know, let his people go. You know, and he, and he or maybe no, not Moses. Maybe David. In a matter of speaking, because David. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing. Okay, yeah, David. David is a better one because David led people. Uh, David, you know, David led. Well, okay, David led a bunch. Essentially, David led the riffraff. Okay, he led riffraff. He led people that were rejects for a lot, and, and many other places. People who were in some ways in trouble. He led, um, you know, and he. And he looked out for the people that followed him. I mean, he would look out for them. He would provide for them. He would, you know, couple. There was one time where he was in. I think they were hiding in a cave, and like he said, you know, I kind of. I think he mentions like, you know, I kind of wish I was thirsty. And like two of his men went out and they did something. They got him water, and he's like, no, no, I don't deserve this. 
you know, and he poured the water out. Like, I, I don't deserve, like, this special treatment. So, I mean, he, and so, of course, he led fights and all that, and which is what Luffy is doing. He's leading fights. He's leading people who were in, in some way or another rejects, because if you think about some of the people that that's with him, I mean, um, I mean, uh, the, the Sanji is kind of a, yeah, I wouldn't call him a reject, but he's kind of going nowhere. Uh, you have, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep on blanking out on names. The, the guy with the, the slingshot. Usopp. Yeah, he's got, I mean, he's kind of, he's a, he is essentially a reject. I mean, no one, I mean, his entire village didn't really like him except for the one, one girl. And that's only because he was telling stories. You know, you have Zoro, who's kind of on his own. I mean, he's, he's kind of a reject by choice. Um, but actually Zoro, I mean, you can almost make him into a Jonathan, um, but all that aside, uh, let's not hope he doesn't end up like Jonathan. Jonathan gets killed in battle, spoiler alert, um, if you hadn't read the Bible. Um, so yeah, yeah, Luffy's a lot more like a King David because... Luffy is kind of, I mean, King David spent a long, long time with his, with his followers trying to become the king of the pirates, you know, finding that one piece, becoming king of the pirates, where David, a lot of people were following him, waiting for him to become king of, of, of Israel. So, yeah. Sorry, a little long and drawn out, but that's my, my reasoning and thinking uh, out loud. No, it's good. It's good. Um, all right, let's see. Anything else that we wanted to talk about? Um, did we miss that's on someone's, uh, I guess, um, list of things to talk about that we missed? I think we got pretty much everything for this episode. At least that's what I think of my end, so. Yeah, all right. Same. What? Yeah, I'm good. All right, sounds good. So uh, that's our uh, discussion on the episode. Um, but uh, we do have some extra time that we can talk about stuff that we've watched, read, video games that we played, whatever, TV shows that are genre-related that may interest people because uh, a lot of folks who listen to this podcast are fans of uh, other stuff as well that is uh, – genre related whether it's horror sci-fi fantasy and thrillers and so forth so uh uh let's start with you sean what, what do you got have you have you been uh, so, or any uh, or any conventions that you've gone to too that you want to talk about but yeah go on no, um, nothing for conventions at this point but i was going to say that uh i've got the first two episodes of loki for season two watched and it is so good i'm going to say again that loki, it to me is the best of the marvel series Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson's charisma as a team is so good. And I really enjoy the story and just um, the characters that they've introduced for season two and just where we're going to take it. So I, if you haven't seen Loki, watch the first season and catch up to get to season two because it's worth it. All right, sounds and good. I know it's a, it's sort of. Wait, oh, Sean, I forgot to ask you. When was that released, by the way? Uh, it was two weeks ago. 
And is it weekly or is it? Yeah, it's a weekly drop on Thursday. Okay, and that's Disney, right? Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, okay. The other thing that's, it's, sorry, uh, just dealing with this cough stuff. Uh, I was going to say the other thing that I'm watching is a sort of genre is Our Flag Means Death has dropped for season two, the first five episodes on uh, HBO Crave, Crave for Canada, so HBO Max, whatever for you guys in the States. And it is a Taika Waititi uh, story that he's behind and does, uh, and it's just so good. It is just like, it's funny and silly and got has so much heart, and I just really am enjoying the second season. So that's another thing. Like, if you were a person who enjoyed what we do in the shadows, the movie or the TV show, it's along the same lines as that. If you like the type of way TD approach to things, then you will enjoy this. I'm sorry, what was the name of the show again? It's uh, Our Flag Means Death. Oh, okay, yeah. I've seen that, like, on, um, I think, is it on Netflix? It's on HBO Max, I think, for the States. Oh, that's a, okay, yeah. I, I see it, like, on the, what you call it, the, um, yeah, I, I see it, like, on the little, I don't know what you would call them, icons or whatever, but okay. I... I, it's just there's just lots of things that I, I'm trying yeah, to, to try watch, watch and yeah. catch up on and all that. I mean, yeah, it's like oh great, not another one. <laughs> but yeah, so it's I've really enjoyed it. So those are the two shows I've I've got going now. Aside from you know when we finish uh, One Piece next week, so um, that's, and, and I think that, that's good for me. And that's a uh, that's a British show, right? Uh, it's more New Zealand because that's where Taika's from, but it's like the cast oh, okay. is from all over, right? But it's it's really it's really gotcha. good. And it's got uh, Reese Darby, who, if people were fans of, um, well, he was in What We Do in the Shadows, the movie, but he was also in Flight of the Concords, which is another show that I absolutely <laughs> love from Great the mid two thousands. So good, and he's just so hilarious. Because it's like it doesn't ruin anything, but he's like a he's like the pirate who is totally not a pirate. And when you mm-hmm. see his character growth throughout the series, it's just it's just fun. So I, actually, believe it or not, it says that it's an American. Uh, oh, is it actually? Oh, but that's that's cool. Yeah, and, and it's they got a lot of New Zealand in people, so. Yeah, there's one. They're all over. Um, like Ray's Darby, obviously he's from New Zealand, but Ewan Bremner, he's Scottish. Yeah, Joel Fry's British. Uh, Samson Ko is British. Nathan Fode is English. Fico Ortiz is Puerto Rican, or USA if you prefer. Matthew Mayer is American, and on and on. On Rory Kinnear is uh, English. Uh, Christian Nan is. Uh, Northern Irish, so yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, world uh, production, I guess. Yeah, eclectic. yeah, eclectic. yeah. Ecl- eclectic, uh, mostly um, English language speaking folk from all over, whether it's Puerto Rico or, or Northern Ireland or New Zealand or England or America or wherever. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, all right, so that's it. Yep, I'm good on my end. Okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, so I just have a couple things. Uh, I went to a, a convention called Pop Comic Con 2023, which is October 7th, 2023, in Lowell, Massachusetts. 
that's a, a, a about a city suburb city out of Boston, uh, the city that I was born in. Uh, brought my kids there to it, and um, it was a smaller convention, but it was uh, real good fun. Uh, Pop Comic is a store, and they run run the convention. Uh, it's in one of the old mill buildings where the Industrial Revolution started. They convert to uh, either ho- um, hotels or uh, apartment condos or, in this case, uh, businesses, um, and uh, the, the convention halls as well. And uh, uh, so was a lot of, there was a cosplay um, contest, a lot of vendors, and uh, a lot of good fun. Uh, kids enjoyed it, bought a lot of airings for them for through uh, the local vendors that happened to uh, participate that were selling uh, crafts. Uh, so, uh, good fun, um, high recommend, uh, definitely kid-friendly, and very much so, uh, quote-unquote, the nerd population. So, Dungeons & Dragon people, comic book people, anime people everywhere, um, and then um, horror stuff and, and whatnot, so that was fun. Uh, then, um been playing uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, the video game, continuing doing that. Uh, now actually playing part of the, um, uh, what do you call it, the um, downloadable, not the downloadable, I guess, well, I guess it's downloadable content, but, but it, you, you, you know, you purchase it, obviously. Um, so this additional section uh, of the game that, that you download and it becomes part of the main game. And so I just started that. Uh, and so far, that seems pretty cool. It's kind of getting me a vibe of uh, Escape from New York, the the movie oh, cool. by John Carpenter. So basically, there's this president, the president of New United States, is in a plane that's going to crash into a part of a city called Dog Dogtown, which is run by you know bad people. Um, and your character is set up to uh, uh, try to save the president. Uh, so uh, we'll figure out and see what happens with that. Um, but it has a lot of new characters. It has a lot of new things you can purchase at the local stores because you know you have uh, credits and you can get. They have like clothing stores and and all these other stores, and so you can buy stuff. So it's pretty cool. So I will see how that goes. Um, and so then, is it like uh, a season thing? You know how some games make it like this is the new season, or no, no, no. It's it's similar to like Fallout or Far Cry, where you just buy um, the downloadable content, and then it's okay. a, it's just an addition to to the story, the main story. So, so it's not totally like it. yeah, it's not like Diablo um, that where it's seasonal. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's, um, it's a little different. Yeah, so it's more like Fallout. And uh, Far Cry, um, and then uh, uh, like I said, I, I brought the, the kids, my my two daughters, seven and nine, as well as my uh, neighbor and his son, who's sixteen, uh, to uh, see Taylor Swift, the Errors movie on IMAX. Uh, if you're a fan of, of her, um, it's a high recommend. It was really good, especially on IMAX. Uh, the kids were, were loved it. Um, including my, my neighbor's son, uh, because um, a lot of their songs, uh, her songs are used in, in their gym classes and stuff, too. Um, and then the, the other people in the audience were having a blast, especially the people in the back row. 
where they were, were dancing or singing along, and then people would go into the aisles uh, so not to stand in front of other people. Uh, but but it was an amazing, amazing movie, and uh, I recommend. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me. Uh, so let's go to you. Are you watching more Chiefs games? What's that? Are you watching more Kansas City Chiefs games? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've been watching all the Kansas City games. So we, we had a podcast on Thursday where uh, um, there was a chance that we were going to have to postpone it uh, because Barrett uh, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it, and we didn't want to have Barrett miss the episode because uh, it was a film that uh, we figured he would want to uh, say some good stuff about. But um, I would have been fine to postpone it because the Kansas Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs were playing on Thursday night, and I had the game in the background where they were showing uh, Taylor Swift and stuff. So, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Kansas City Chiefs games. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's go to you, Mr. Letts. I, uh, well, I have a VR set, and I haven't been playing it much just because I've been, well, busy. Uh, busy training, busy training for a, ha- a couple halves. Uh, my wife did the Chicago Marathon a couple weeks ago. I think I mentioned that already. Um, yes, yes, she did. So yeah, I mean, we and it just work has been busy and all that. So it's kind of um, yeah. So I haven't really touched my my head my uh, VR headset, uh, regrettably. But because uh, I mean, there's a couple games I've been playing with it uh, that that are really good. One of them. I'll probably gonna play again. Uh, have you ever heard of the game called The Room? They're they're different. There's there's different uh, versions. Not would say versions, but like I, I, like seasons of it, if you will. Um, it's a puzzle solving type game. Um, it has a very. It's a very strong steampunk element, and the music is really good. And it's essentially you're you're in a situation you're trying to essentially solve little puzzles and like one puzzle links with another puzzle that links with another puzzle and oh yeah then you get this part that goes into another room which links to another puzzle which you get it's it's all very intricate and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing a couple and like there's a couple archery games that I had fun with, but I haven't, as I said, I haven't done much with that. So, but I, I, well, obviously, um, Ahsoka, you know, I was watching Ahsoka and then because of Ahsoka, I started watching star Wars rebels and I've been really enjoying star Wars rebels. Um, because a lot of it, it's a lot of, it's like, like a prelude to Ahsoka because a lot of the, characters in Ahsoka or in Star Wars Rebels and I mean it pretty much starts off on the same planet that Star Wars Rebels started off on so that's mostly what I've been doing and playing with kittens we adopted two kittens so we we adopted two kittens so they've been they've been taking up a lot of our time too you were saying you had to, you thought you had to take the one back. Is, is that how we did? Out? You did. Okay. We did. Yeah, we took the we took the one guy back. Um, that was sad, but he was attacking the the two cats that we did. They what I call the established cats. Um, but I I told the I told the shelter I said look, 
I may know this is kind of, this is not really relevant to the subject on hand, but since you brought it up, uh, I told him, look, if if he will not get adopted in like two or three months, we'll take him back and we'll just reintroduce him very, very, very slowly. Um, but the thing is, is that he's a very good cat. He's very loving with people and even with kittens. And so I have a feeling that it won't be very difficult for him to find another home. And I really hope he finds a home that will love him as much as we did. It's just, this, it, it's just, he just didn't work well with other cats. Yeah. And so we had to bring him back, but the two kittens, they're fine. They're playing with each other and, you know, they're, and they're, and the older cats are just, which are, who are pretty much about five. They're just kind of, doing their own thing and they're just kind of watching them like okay fine you have fun just leave me alone and I'm thinking I remember when you were that rambunctious and you're not anymore so (laughs) it's just and you're only four like you're only four or five it's just it's 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 not like you're not like you're you're not like old buddy duddies anymore right now I mean you're five but um yeah, so it's. I'm just hoping that the the kittens will encourage the the older cat, you know, the five year olds, older cats, the the five year olds to start playing too. Um, so we'll see. But four four cats in a household is still a pretty decent number. Yeah, that's what we have. Yeah, and it's like the engineer's guide to cats says, uh, "We're we're that we're those people with all those cats." Mm-hmm. Anything else, Kevin? No. All right. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? What do I have? Yeah, I've been watching Loki as well. I really liked the second season. We rewatched the first so we would remember it. I'm also watching a show called The Winter King on MGM that is really, really good. It's an Arthurian story. It's all about Arthur um, as he's becoming king. Um, it's pretty well done and uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, it's got the fits from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show in it as Arthur. Um, and then what else? Let's see. Uh, Diablo 4, the new season, has started today, so I'll be probably ramping that back up. Um, other than that, not too much. So when's Diablo 4 season coming up? It started today. Oh, the new one. Yep. All right. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Season of Vampires. Ooh, that Ooh, sounds good. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. How long does that last for? Do you know? Till January 24th. Ooh. Oh, wow. We have plenty of time. Yeah. So, so I can keep on doing cyberpunk for a little bit and not worry about it. Um, now, the Winter King, uh, what channel is that on? It's on MGM, the same one as that other, that From show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I see that. MGM Plus. It's based on a series of novels that someone wrote. Um, so I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the true, Warlord. True the Warlord Chronicles by Bernard Conwell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a series of three novels about Arthurian Britain, written by Bernard Conwell. The story is written as a mixture of historical fiction and Arthurian legend. Yeah. Uh, if you like Arthur stuff, King Arthur stuff. You'll probably like it, maybe not, because it does fiddle with things. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Right, right. Yeah, it sounds uh, pretty interesting, actually. 
And uh, how many seasons is there? Just this one, is right? the first. Yeah, this is the first season. Right. And is it coming out weekly, or did it drop all at once? Uh weekly. It's on episode episode seven. Is the most recent one. Oh yeah. How about that? Cool. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, pick up MGM once more and just check that out. Sounds interesting. Yeah, if you're a fan of Arthur stuff, I think yeah. you might like it. And does it have some of the mysticism and, and magic stuff in it too? It does a good job of making it seem either maybe it's real or maybe it's just, you know, what they think. Um, you know, the people are very superstitious, so they believe a lot. Yeah. And Or it could be a little supernatural. You have Merlin in there and everything. Um, so it's quite interesting. Right, Merlin. It does have yeah. the diversity issue that a lot of shows these days have where they have to put, you know, everybody in it. <laughs> so. All right. Oh, that, does it? That, oh, that might oh, that might bug okay. you, but um, I'm fine with it. Whatever, I'm ignoring. Right, it. that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Not not that there's anything wrong with uh, diversity in actors, but in the only in thing that makes it okay is yeah. Ones, the only thing you know. that makes it okay is that it is Arthurian, so you could say this is you know more legendary. So they're really fiddling with it, but you know. Right. Right. Yeah, that is weird. Um, and again, because it's simply for the fact that it's medieval, like really deep, way back medieval um, right. England, not, not you know, yeah, so. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Yep. It is, it is what it is. Um, all right, sounds good. Anything else you said, Barrett, or was that it? Nope, that was it. All right, so I guess we can get into our final thoughts on the episode. But before we do, uh, uh, Barrett, what's that other podcast that me, you, Mike and Eric do. Dark Discussions. It is the main podcast, the mothership, the all-knowing show. Uh, we talk about horror on there mainly. Uh, we do do some other genre stuff. Uh, we did one of the Jurassic movies. Um, and it comes out weekly. Um, not necessarily in the order we record them, but um, as you edit them and do them. We usually have a nice library for you to put out every week. So, there you go. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and, yeah, a new episode will be out uh, probably the this weekend, uh, like Sunday. I've, I've been pushing it back a couple of days to, to release Boa Hancock and the One Piece uh, at the... Number Thursday. one podcast right now. That's right. Oh, yeah. is it? Nice. Yeah, well, yeah, it's dominating. Not, uh, I don't know about number one, but it is dominating the top ten. Yep. Um, and Sean, what's that podcast that uh, we we do uh, about random stuff? What's that all about? So that would be Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, and it's one where you say that we basically do all the movies in genres that Dark Discussions, the main feed, does not include, and we can be all over the map in regards to what we watch because of that. Uh, the last thing that we did was reviewing the Suicide Squad, the 2021 James Gunn movie. And somewhere down the road, we've been, we're going to be doing Peacemakers, uh, season one review, which will be fun. And, uh, we do all I have to watch stuff. that again. Yeah. You get to, you guys have done interviews with authors. We've done interviews with different directors and stuff from the movies we've watched. And, uh, it's the um, June is the LGBTQ plus month where we do the art house lesbian films, and uh, it's just a fun fun 
all over the map kind of podcast. Indeed. Um, and uh, Kevin, what, what's that podcast that we did about witches and demons and stuff like that? And all that stuff. Well, I, that? I, I still, I, I still, I still forget the names of the podcast. But we were doing the discovery of witches, demons, uh, and vampires was the name of the podcast. Demons and vampires, right? And so. Uh, it's based off of the show Discovery of Witches, which can be found on Shudder. And I know there are some people who were not very happy with the show. I don't know why, because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it got fairly decent reviews. A uh, large uh, female audience, for sure. Uh, we were the only male, all-male podcast on the television series uh, based off of uh, the writer's publicist. Uh, she contacted us and let us know. And, um, yeah, we, we had uh, a large participation by our, our audience, our listener audience. And, again, maybe it was due to the, the female uh, listenership of the podcast uh, because uh, it seems like uh, the other podcasts that we do where there's a large male uh, listenership, they're lazy as fuck and don't want to uh, send emails to us. Um, but but during during the the witches podcast, we we got a lot of emails and it was uh, fun. And uh, I do miss uh, our correspondence with, with our our weekly listeners that that loved uh, writing us to us. Um, all right, so that's pretty much our uh, some other things that we do. Uh, now I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this episode here of. Uh, the One Piece, uh, I guess, television series, uh, which was once again called uh, The Girl with the Starfish Tattoo, which was the penultimate episode of season one. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. Yeah, great episode. Looking forward to the finale. Um, Anybody who's not watching this show should be. All right, sounds good. Uh, For me, uh, yeah, this is is a great show. Um, It's... Uh, very warm-hearted, has a lot of good things to say uh, while going through uh, despair that people have, uh, but always seeming to find positiveness in everything. Uh, so so it's, it, it leaves a good feeling in you, and uh, it's a great show uh, just as a show. And, uh, you know, the, the little running meme that I keep on saying, be like Luffy. So, yeah, it's, it's thumbs up, big thumbs up. Let's go for you, Kevin. Kevin? Do we lose Kevin? Kevin Lutz is on mute. He can't speak. Get in. All right, well, he's on mute. Uh, okay, okay, I'm back, I'm back. I had the wrong screen on, sorry. That's right. <laughs> That's so frustrating. Anyway, yes, fun show, fun episode. Honestly, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the show, please watch the show. Actually, it's because of this show. Once I'm, once I have the chance, I'm going to start watching the actual, well, the the actual series, the One Piece, uh, um, Japanese animated series, uh, and see how that's different, and uh, see how that goes, because. I have a feeling that even though it's, you know, based off of the Japanese series, I have a feeling I'm going to like this live-action one better, but that's just me. All right, sounds good. Yeah, you can watch it. It's uh, it's dubbed, like, a lot of Japanese cartoons on Netflix, so you can watch it there. Uh, episode one is 
actually fairly like the the, the first episode of the the television series. It's uh, actually it's it's, it's it's captioned. It's not dubbed. It's it's, it's oh. all in Japanese. Oh, see, the, the, you can. I I watched uh, the first episode with my daughter. You can so, change it, that. Yeah, yeah, you can change it. You can change it. Yeah, you just go to your. I'm used to closed captioning, so there you go. Yeah, all right. Well, you can probably have closed captioning and have it in English, and so you can do both. But uh, it is in English for sure. Uh, so you can watch the show in English, similar to a lot of Japanese animes when they come to the states. Because uh, again, cartoons you can you can dub because it's not it, and it doesn't look silly. Um, and, you know, you kind of lose something though when they translate it into English. Well, I watched. The, yeah, I watched a lot of animes uh, because I'm a big fan of animes, and uh, honestly, the anime p- actresses and actors have done hundreds and hundreds of them, so they have their own staple, and and they're all really good. So, honestly, you do not lose much at all when it comes to Japanese anime uh, when it is done in English dub. Um, so just a heads up there because it's it's uh, like I said they, they uh, all these companies that release the animes have all these English actors all, and actresses all on board um, and and the only thing that's odd about it is when you watch various animes you can you they have the you, it's weird because you suddenly hear the same voice you know the girl that's played this character in the prior anime I watched you can hear the same voice playing a new character in the new anime that I'm watching but uh, honestly. Um, I would just say I would disagree with that statement, Kevin. But again, maybe your experience is a little different, which is fine. Um, let's go with you, uh, Mr. Sean. Uh, just like everybody else, this was another great episode. Quality. This series is all about quality in the sense that every episode is great. And there is no letdown. There is no, okay, well, we're just phoning it in or whatever for this episode. There's no filler. It's great all the way through. And uh, just enjoy it because there's not many series that have this level of quality and consistency. Fair enough. I would concur. I think we all would concur. So um, that is, once again, our latest episode, episode seven of the podcast, because we did not have an intro. And if, even if we did, it's usually only a one-minute thing to say, uh, please get ready for our, our new podcast. Um, so uh, we'll have another episode next week to talk about the finale. Uh, and we may actually have a, a wrap-up episode after. We'll, we'll discuss that probably offline to see what we want to do. Um, but uh, all in all, um, uh, that was our discussion of the penultimate episode. Uh, please email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com and put in Boa Hancock or One Piece in the subject, and we will read your email on the podcast. And uh, we do have a Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group where you can join in the discussion on this show or any other topic that is genre-related. So, with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you leave this out? Thank you for joining us on our penultimate episode of Boa Hancock and the One Piece. Join us next week when we discuss the finale.